From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker on Radio 111. So thrilled to have everybody with us today. We are heading into one of the busiest times in the Coachella Valley. Uh, especially for the LGBT community. I'm going to give you some websites to be prepared. And these websites have all the information about all the different events we've got coming up. We've got Palm Springs Leather Pride. You can go to palmspringsleatherpride.org. Halloween on October 31st. That's halloweenpalmsprings.com. And then we've got the following week, we've got Palm Springs, uh, Greater Palm Springs Pride, which is uh, PSPride.org. And then we've got an incredible event coming up this weekend. It's produced by DAP Health. Um, It's the Desert AIDS Walk. The website for that is DesertAidsWalk.com. And on the show today, we have Daryl Tucci. He is the Chief Development and Strategy Officer for DAP Health. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, did you get uh, a bit of rain yesterday and uh, the clear skies today? It's pretty amazing. Oh, it's beautiful out. Yes. You know, the little rain always kind of clears the air and makes for a bright, crisp morning, right? Yeah. And you you uh, go back and forth between San Diego and, and Palm Springs. And so you get the flavors of all different weather. <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, sometimes, you know, both climates on the same day, depending on what's going on. Exactly. Now, we have an incredible event coming up. Of course, last year it was all done virtually. Uh, so this year it is in person. And, you know, it's not too late to form a team, to contribute, to be a part of the event. Um, I, I probably should ask, Osco, is there opportunities still to be a volunteer? Um, you know, obviously, if somebody wants to, you know, from, come and give of their time, I'm sure we can find a way to put someone to good use um, and have their time be valuable that morning. So it's really important for everybody to know that <coughs> DAP Health is expanding and providing more and more health services for uh, Palm Springs and the greater Coachella Valley. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what programs you're expanding and what you have been doing in the recent past to to really make sure that the community is safe and healthy. Sure. Thank you, Jeff. The, you know, DAT health has been on a, a, a growth trend, you know, ever, well, for probably for almost ever, but particularly in the last handful of years, you know, I was hired almost nine years ago. And I remember when I started DAT health served 1800 people. And today, DAP Health serves 10,000 people. Um, so, and some of that growth was just a big chunk of it was just in this last year. You know, we we grew from serving just more than 8,000 of our neighbors to 10,000 of our neighbors. So, and that growth happens in every aspect of who we are. Um, everything from uh, continuing to work on both HIV treatment and prevention uh, to expanding uh, dramatically the scope of primary care and bringing more and more people who wouldn't have access to care into a healthcare home uh, that they could rely on for culturally competent care 
So every aspect of what we do is growing, uh, obviously, in light of the pandemic, the, the dramatic need for mental health and uh, mental health support has also been a big part of what we do. Um, obviously, COVID brought us into a brand new space. And so that was uh, new for us. Working on epidemics and pandemics, not new for us, obviously. But COVID, uh, new for the world and new for DAP. But we responded quickly with a clinic. Uh, that tested and triaged people uh, every day for the last 18 months and then also then moved into providing those vaccines uh, that are ever so important. So a a lot of the COVID work significantly increased uh, the number of people we served this year, but many of those people came into care for uh, the long haul and and not just for uh, a triage in the COVID clinic. Well, and you guys are really key to the, the the COVID because if you do have underlying health concerns, you're more susceptible to catching COVID. So making sure that your regular patients are also protected as well. Yeah, correct. Just a, a minor correction. I, I guess if you have underlying health conditions, you're you're more susceptible to having a, a difficult time with symptom, uh, symptoms of COVID, Correct. but not necessarily more likely to contract it. Um, but yes, you know, vaccinations are very important, right? We, we have some of the leading infectious disease experts on our team at our clinic, and uh, they fully support uh, the need for vaccines and certainly strongly recommend them, particularly if you have underlying conditions. Are you still giving vaccines? We are. So if you're in need of vaccine, one can certainly contact our office. Um, I, I don't know the schedule of them. Um, being the demand has decreased, I know it's not all day, every day to, at this point. But if you call the office, uh, we either will find a way to get it for you or we'll get you to someone who can provide it to you that day. Uh, John McMullen has a question for you. Hi, Daryl. I, sure. Hi, John. I was wondering and this goes back several months to when we first started to be able to get vaccinations, why it was that people with living with HIV were not included in the early uh, set of people who had, uh, you know, immune issues and all that, that they were allowing to come in at the beginning of the, of the vaccination process. Sure. So, you know, John, we're a federally qualified health center, and as such, we have to follow uh, the CDC guidelines about who is uh, vaccinated in what order as they provide us the sure. vaccines that we use. So the, the CDC made uh, the recommendations uh, based on who is most at risk of severe complications, and they found that, you know, with most people today living with HIV, particularly those in our care, are undetectable, right? So they have very, very low, literally undetectable viral loads and very strong immune systems despite the existence of HIV in their body. So the CDC determined that those individuals are not at high risk. Uh, individuals living with HIV with a with an immune system that is not in that space where they're not undetectable, there is a, a presence of significant viral load and a low T cell count. And they, they put specific measurements on that. And forgive me off the top of my head, I don't remember those off the, uh, at the moment. But if you had if you had certain levels of virus and a certain low uh, degree of your immune system functioning, you that individual would have qualified uh, specifically for a vaccine in the first stage. Okay, I have a friend who has a very um, uh, difficult strain to deal with, and and who mm-hmm. is constantly having to battle things and going off of various medications that they have mm-hmm. uh, for HIV, and you know. He was concerned 
I think because he was not able to get in as soon as they began to do it, yeah. and yet he felt that he was in a compromised state. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I just was curious if this was like the government being ignorant on the issue of HIV, which I thought was weird since the CDC is one of the you know leading agencies in our government dealing with it. It is. It is indeed. But they, they, I do believe they, you know, sort of measured risk by the level of viral load and the strength of the immune system to determine urgency for the first round. And again, we, you know, we don't, unfortunately, at DAP Health didn't have a voice in those. Uh, we simply uh, were, you know, required to follow their regulations. We're talking with Daryl Tucci. He is the Chief Development and Strategy Officer for DAP Health. What, what does strategy officer mean? Sure. So the strategy uh, part of my work is that DEP has uh, a couple of years ago embarked on um, some work in determining sort of a a long term vision for ourselves as an agency and how we would have impact in the world. So we've recently adopted a sort of a vision plan, if you will, uh, that we, you know, due to COVID, have not rolled out (laughs) to the world, uh, but are looking forward to doing so during the course of the season. Um, So the part of my job that is strategy is really helping us implement that strategy over the next decade. Um, And then also just looking for opportunities for strategic growth in sort of our business development areas like retail, fundraising, grants, et cetera. Well, I have to tell you, I you know, I'm always proud to work with DAP Health. You've got some of the most creative and the most brilliant minds working there, and you guys really are a model for other agencies around the country and the world. Yeah, you know, I I, I consider it really a privilege to work among the human beings uh, that I do every day. Uh, I agree. I, I think they're the best and the brightest, and. Uh, you know, they lead uh, with their humanitarian hearts every day in the interest of either serving the patient that is sitting in campus for care that day and or thinking creatively and strategically how we continue to reach members of marginalized communities to bring them into care who are sitting at home or at work today without access to care um, and making sure that they know that we're there and that we're, we're happy to serve uh, whatever their needs are today. We're going to, in the next segment with you, we're going to talk more about the Desert AIDS Walk. And in fact, if you want to sign up, desertaidswalk.com and the overall website for DAP is mm-hmm. daphealth.org. But you brought up a really good point. One of your biggest humanitarian partners was Annette Block, and I noticed um, the building next door now has her name on it. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we we all very much miss Annette. Um, her losses uh, felt deeply. Uh, she was uh, quite an angel to DAP Health, in, and not just with her generosity of resources, but with her presence and um, and her big caring heart. So uh, during the course of our capital campaign that uh, you may remember we launched about three, four years ago, um, you know, we spent a good chunk of that time in a silent phase of a campaign and then went public. It then went on pause, right, due to the pandemic. But Annette, in that time period, was one of the lead gifts in that campaign by $3 million to support our campus expansion. And uh, with that gift, uh, she named that building. Well, and cancer treatment is very important, especially in an aging you know, population like we have in the Coachella Valley, you know, prevention and treatment is really key to a long, healthy life. 
Correct. Uh, which is why we, you know, we're really proud that a, a part of the work that happens in the medical clinics in that building is related to cancer treatment, uh, prevention, et cetera. Um, you know, there are certain types of cancers that are, have a high comorbidity with HIV. Um, and those are obviously our specialty areas. Uh, so our doctors are looking to screen, um, identify and treat that every day. Um, Explain a couple of your key partners that are crucial to, you know, making everything work. Oh, that, that's a tough question. I know. There's a lot of them. There's so many of them. <laughs> well, Walgreens is one of your big partners. They so, actually have so a Walgreens, facility. Yeah, you know, Walgreens is a big one um, and, you know, and a perfect fit for the conversation about the walk. So they are on our campus. Uh, they are our pharmacy partner, right? We, uh, particularly in dealing with infectious disease like HIV and hepatitis, um, you know, they are key in relationship with the doctor in providing the care and the prescriptions needed to uh, treat um, all in, all health issues, including HIV and hep C, but, and actually for hep C to help us cure it. Um, so they're a big partner and also the presenting sponsor of the Health and Wellness Festival at The Walk. And Desert Care Network, by far uh, one of the biggest in everything we do, um, who also is the presenting sponsor of the, of the entire Walk uh, this coming kind of Amazing partners. We're talking with Daryl Tucci. He's the Chief Development and Strategy Officer for DAP Health. When we come back, we'll find out more details about what to expect at this weekend's Desert AIDS Walk. That website, again, is desertaidswalk.com. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on Radio 111. Now, here's Jeff. Saturday, October 30th is the Desert AIDS Walk. Very excited. And it's been great. You've had an amazing team that you put together for this year's AIDS Walk. You know, I I should say congratulations to yourself as well as James Lindquist, um, Bruce Benning, and Avery Bell, all amazing people who have really buttoned everything up for this weekend. Give us an idea of what to expect. Sure. Uh, you know, first, I, I want to just add my kudos to my team. They're, they're fantastic and uh, thrilled to work with them and appreciate their hard work. And also just need to add Beth Newton to that list. Uh, she's an, an integral part of the team making success happen for this week. So I, if uh, we, we welcome people to come early, uh, registration this Saturday is in Ruth Hardy Park. Uh, as part of the Health and Wellness Festival, starts at 7 a.m. Uh, so you're welcome to come peruse uh, the more than 80 booths that will be there from community partners and sponsors and programmatic activities of VAP Health. Uh, so come and enjoy that. There'll be some on-stage entertainment uh, from various community groups, including the Gay Men's Chorus um, and some talent from NBC Palm Springs, etc., so we in, in, invite you to come do that. And then that will lead into a warm up on the stage from a couple of different groups, kind of getting our blood flowing with some yoga and exercise. And then we'll step off around 845. 
and at 8.45, we'll basically do the equivalent of a 5K walk. So it's like two miles-ish, two and a half miles. And we'll leave uh, Ruth Hardy Park uh, together as one group walking on one path down through uh, the new downtown Palm Springs and then uh, make our way back where uh, a DJ will continue to spin and there'll be lunch uh, provided by Cisco. And I failed to mention when you arrive in the morning, uh, we'll have a uh, complimentary breakfast uh, sponsored by our friends at Coffee, the, the folks with the K, K-O-F-F-I, uh, where every year they are presenting sponsor for breakfast. There'll be coffee and muffins and pastries and such. Uh, often people you know, say, you know, for an event like this, it, are the funds specifically earmarked for a, a different, I can't even talk, for a special program or how does that work for as far as the proceeds that come into the organization? Yeah. So the proceeds from the Desert AIDS Walk are uh, general operating funds. They will come in and they will support patient care and client care across the entire organization. So everything from um, HIV education, prevention, treatment, prep, et cetera, to our behavioral health clinic, our nutrition programming, social services, return to work, access to healthcare, all of it. Uh, so when someone decides to walk and to, or to donate to someone who's walking, they're literally going to touch the lives of almost all 10,000 people that we serve in some way, shape or form. It, they're all life-saving programs. Yes, they are life-saving, enhancing. Uh, our our goal is to, uh, you know, really get folks well past the notion of uh, surviving, but to thriving in life every day. Again, that website is desertaidswalk.com. Um, I just lost my turn of thought. This little segment here, I'm, I'm losing my well, train of well, thought, Daryl. If it's okay while you lose your train of thought, <laughs> could I shout out a couple of thank yous? Yes, be, uh, yes, I'd please. I'd love to show some love, too. So, you know, I will say we are blessed this year with a, a record amount of sponsorship support for this event. Yes, uh, More sponsorship money this year than any year. So I just want to shout out to, you know, I know I mentioned them before, but our presenting sponsor at, at Desert Care Network, um, our presenting sponsor of the Wellness Festival, Walgreens, our friends at Eisenhower, uh, Desert Oasis Healthcare, Gilead, Avita Pharmacy, NBC Palm Springs, the Grace Helen Spearman Foundation, the Chandi Group, and then there are literally about 12 or 15 more. Um, but I don't want to take up the rest of the show naming every one of them. But on our website, as you've mentioned, desertaidswalk.com, uh, there is a list of all those sponsors, and we hope you'll show them your love in person at their booths at the walk this Saturday. Right, and on that website, you can form your own team. Still, it's not too late. You can contribute money to other people's teams. And also, you know, thanks to the city of Palm Springs because, you know, the use of Ruth Hardy Park to be able to walk through yes. downtown, all the fire and police Correct. and everything that takes to do that. Mm-hmm. And our, our mayor and Mayor Pro Tem will both be there to address the crowd that morning. So also thank you to them for coming. Yes. Uh, and also, we should thank Hot Purple Energy because the stage yeah. this year will be off the grid, which is, you know, happy planet, happy human beings. It's just great to, you know, feed into that positive energy. Absolutely. Yeah, so. we appreciate them bringing the solar power uh, to run all of our electronics that morning. It's great. Uh, any final thoughts about the AIDS walk or about DAP Health? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'll just say it, it's been two years since we've had the opportunity to, to join in that park. And 
it just I, I can't wait. I, I'm full of excitement and enthusiasm to see the community come together again, as it always has for decades prior to not just raise important money for our work, but to, to come together and be visible together, you know, and solidarity to, you know, to support all of what we do, but to show the world that uh, we're continuing to raise awareness that um, HIV and AIDS is not over and that we're, we're here until there's a cure. And this is a family-friendly event, so bring the kids, Absolutely. bring all your friends, bring your family. Again, the website is DesertAidsWalk.com. Thanks for coming on the show today, Daryl. Oh, thank you for having me, Jeff. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. My pleasure, and we'll see you soon. In the next segment, we have Brent Hines. He is part of Probe 7, and uh, he's a clinical counselor, and we're going to talk a little bit about how music feeds the mind and the soul. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. The Desert Cities A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Welcome back, everybody. We have with us in the studio Brent Hines. Hi. What's going on? Nada. Yeah, yeah right. There is so oh, much okay. going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I walked into the <laughs> studio. We both locked eyes and went, oh. Yeah. It, so you know, much. People ask me, I have so many events that I'm working on this weekend. They ask me, well, aren't you stressed? And I'm like, no, I can't be stressed because if I'm stressed, everybody that I'm working with is also stressed. But it's all about planning, you know, and, and I know you're one of those people that plans a lot. You know, you you're always asking me, well, what about this? You just asked me about <laughs> VIP parking right. and I started laughing. <laughs> but, you know, it. When you're planning events, you have to make sure that all of the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And and by doing it in advance, you make sure that it's going to come to fruition. And at this point, a week out, it is what it's going to be. Absolutely. But that's why there are a lot of people that have this desire to do things and you know, promote and produce. But it, it you need a certain level of just innate organization. So... Yeah, it's just one of those things. You know, you can't you know, you can have these big dreams, but if you don't have some basic skills, then you're going to be you're going to be kind of screwed. Well, and this is what I always tell people, you know, I'm I I spend all my time on line item budgets. <laughs> and, you know, it's like when you have events that are paid for in advance, that releases a lot of stress. If you're if you're worried, and I always tell people, if you're an event producer out there, Make sure that you have multiple sources of revenues for oh, yeah. any event that you're doing. I don't care what cut type it is, so that you're not reliant on like just ticket sales. Make sure you have sponsors and 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 all those other things that go with it. I, really, what I wanted to kind of lead the conversation in, into is how um, music really inspires people feeds the soul and all that because you're a clinical counselor and you're also 
the the lead of a duo called Probe Seven, and everything that you do with your music, it has followed you in your own business. Oh, absolutely! But it, it started as a passion. I was this little kid that really wanted something. You know, I I, I grew up with music in my house and. I heard piano for the first time and went, I want that. So I've been playing since I was five. Um, you know, the keyboards and the band and writing is a completely different animal, but you talk about the healing aspects of music. I mean, it entertains us. It can be background noise. It can save our lives too. Um, for a lot of us, music was what got us through some really awful dark times in our lives. Um, so Do you, you think know. it's as much anymore? Because I, I always hear people of my generation, which, you know, I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, that there was music that really kind of propelled our life or, you know, homecoming dances and all that, that, that we remember. It just seems like nowadays there's like this constant rotation of new artists. There's not really one artist that you think about for five years and, and, (laughs) and everything you, you know, like back then it was like the Grateful Dead or Led Zeppelin or, or whoever, you know, kind of was like the music of your life. Absolutely. Well, there's so many times when, um, I mean, now with with these streaming services, a lot of people just put on some kind of a random playlist that just has a bunch of music played at them. They don't actually go out and say, I want to hear this band or this track. Um, You know, back in the day, we had to go to record stores. We had to listen to the radio. Me too. I still do. You know, it it might be in LA. Oh, yeah. Actually, we were just in San Francisco playing a show and uh, Jason, the vocalist, and I went to Amoeba in San Francisco. We love it. Every time we're in LA or San Francisco or anywhere, we go record shopping because that's that's what we'd love. Um, Well, and, and I think the kids and the youth today are at a disadvantage because unless you're like in a record store and like thumbing through, you won't find different kinds of music because you, you won't know to search on a specific website, a style of music. I mean, that's what we did. We'd look through things and we're like, Oh wow, there's so-and-so doing classical music. I want that album. (laughs) Sure. We had to look at albums and go, well, that looks kind of cool. And you get it home and sometimes you'd be like, Oh, this sucks. But you know, with, um, there's so many cars now that don't even have CD players. And so a lot of times people are relegated to just the digital stuff. So they're missing the liner notes. They're missing what other musicians are on the album. Um, who produced it? So, so, you know, a lot of people... Um, and sometimes you know, there's special added tracks as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Well, sometimes people don't even know what, they, what they're listening to. So it's like, hey, what bands do you like? Well, I don't know. I just kind of put on the Spotify playlist. And so, I mean, unless you listen to something and go, oh, holy crap, I'm going to stop and, and see what this is, then you might not even know. So it's- Well, and the record industry is always about what sells. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a certain style of music that works for a given period of time, they're just cranking out different artists with that same sound. Sure. I mean, Stock Ake and Waterman was a prime <laughs> example of that. You know, they did Bananarama, Rick Astley, you know, all these different bands that sounded the same. And they were pretty much the same backtrack and just a different voice sure. on it. Sure. 
Well, I, I, you know, I, I think it, it gets to a place where people need to really figure out what they enjoy and what kind of inspires them and fires yeah. them up. What inspires you? Oh, God, so many things. That's why I think I have 8,000 projects, yeah. um, you know, between therapy and writing books. And, and um, Probe 7 is one of three music projects I have. Um, I also have um, the Axiom Divide with a guy named Jay Tai, who's an amazing vocalist. And um, Darling Candy with the lead vocalist of My Life with the Throw Kill Cult, um, Groovy Man. And I just can't sing. So I love to play. Um, but those kind of things inspire me. And, and just getting people fired up. Um, we were just in San Francisco playing at the Berenson Street Fair. We played at the San Francisco Eagle. And seeing the crowd go and dance and laugh, and it gets me going. Yeah. I really love it. Well, and you're a musician that doesn't take yourself too seriously. Oh, God, I mean, no. you're passionate about what you do, but it's like, yeah, you know, we're having fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? If I took myself that seriously or had the bottom line of making a lot of money, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you know, Probe 7's always had a gay vibe to it. Um, it's always had gay members. And during COVID, I wanted to do something fun. So we came up with a covers album. So it's 19 tracks, 19 different vocalists from all over the world. And we just had a good time. Um, you know, I'll probably never make my money back on the album, but who cares? It's it's something I'm super proud of, and it's been fun to play live with Jason. Well, it's kind of your calling card, too. I mean, there's events that I don't make tons of money on, mm -hmm. but it it showcases what I can do, and I've got another business because of it. Um, we're Absolutely. talking with Brent Hines. He is a clinical counselor by day, and at night <laughs> he is part of the duo known as Probe 7. What is the website that people can go to to find out more about probe seven uh so www.probe7music.com the number seven or you can go to probe7.bandcamp.com for all six albums and some other other special little goodies now you've got a new album coming out and the title of the album is gimme 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 no it's um, uh parallel universe because oh, we, figure, yeah, we okay. figured they're all cover songs. So in some parallel universe, I was actually brilliant enough to write all these songs. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm not. You're not. No, I'm not. Yeah, because <laughs> Gimme, Gimme, Gimme is uh, A Man After Midnight by ABBA. Yep. Which oh, is yeah. one of their most brilliant songs. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Fernando's my other favorite. <laughs> I, I couldn't, with a straight face, do that one. But. <laughs> so you guys cover a lot of different bands. Um how do you pick and choose which ones you're going to cover? So this was, uh, when I was selecting songs, it was really all about songs that spoke to me growing up. Um, so the Bee Gees was my favorite band when I was about four years old. Did you see the documentary? Yes. On? Oh, genius. Uh, it's genius. genius. You, you found out more about them than you ever knew. How many people they wrote for. Oh, I know. They're amazing. They're still amazing. Well, I there's only care. one left. Well, I know. Just Barry's left. I know. You know <laughs> so what? I sad. Can, I know. But I can, be, I can wear black all the time and be a spooky kid, but... Sorry, the Bee Gees are amazing. Um, we also picked like Jolene by Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, but then there's some metal. There's uh, like Rainbow in the Dark by Dio and um, uh, Final Countdown by Ronnie Europe. James Dio. Um, I grew up on him. So amazing. Yeah. Well, he wasn't he one of the founders of Black Sabbath? He's amazing. Yeah. He's just there, there was something about, and that's what I loved about that era of music, is the way they harmonized the guitars and the voice to go with it. Absolutely. So, so much now is overproduced in the studio, whereas before it was live, you know, these are all instruments and... Um, 
Black Sabbath was one of my favorite bands growing up. They are. The funny thing is that I came, now that I'm doing a lot more production work in the studio, I'm coming to realize that so many bands are super produced. I mean, the Beatles, they had all these studio tricks that were completely out of those four guys' control that really like shaped their sound. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to know this from the technical side too. In addition to the creative side, I'd still rather go out and, rock back and forth and play live though well and the beatles is a good example and also the bgs you know sometimes they just hear a sound and it may be a clicking or a door shutting or something and then they replicate that sound and it becomes oh, yeah. the backtrack to one of their songs and you're like wow that's really ingenious that's so neat there's so many weird things in there you mm. know but that's why i think it's so important that people take the time to actually listen to music um, now, granted, they can't be obsessed like I am, but, you know, just to take the time and really not have it be background noise, actually have it part of your life. So, yeah. So what can we expect at some of your upcoming appearances? Of course, you're performing at Halloween Palm Springs. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, you know what? We played. We, we, we always played have a Halloween. big crowd for that, too. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we've started it earlier and earlier mm-hmm. so that when we start the main show at six o'clock that we've already got a big crowd. So this year, it's starting at 4. We've got DJ Zareen coming from from San Diego. She's going to be doing a tea dance on the street, all kinds of old disco music and stuff. And then you'll be performing sometime somewhere in the like the six to seven hour. That's awesome. Um, well, it was funny because last Halloween that we had this big festival like two years ago, we also played with Pulp Fixin, and these women are amazing. So I'm I'm excited. We're we'll get off stage after our set, and then I then I have to watch Pulp Fixin. They're amazing. They're so cool. Yeah, they they do a lot of interesting because it's an all girl band. Um, they can do like Pat Benatar and Heart and and have that sound, but then they can also do ACDC and so I mean you're They're very brilliant. versatile like that too. Did you just call me versatile on the radio? You're very versatile. Oh, yes, I've, I've heard that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay hey you know even though we have a male vocalist we actually cover some female songs like we do nothing compares to you we've done um hearts alone um you know jason just has to sing up 12 octaves right no it's okay one one of the shows that i like on netflix is dolly parton's mm-hmm. something of the heart yeah i forget what it's called but jolene she did a show on jolene and she had this really great like red-haired character and just singing Jolene, 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 Jolene. <laughs> as, as Jason would say on stage, he's like, this is the dumbest song ever written because yeah. who would ever leave Dolly Parton? It's a good, really True. good point. Yes. I know. Okay. So if people want to find out more about you. Yeah. Probe7.bandcamp.com or probe7music.com. And you're all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. We're like a rash. Yes. Scratch it. (laughs) So go to HalloweenPalmSprings.com and you'll find out about the lineup and find out how to buy VIP tickets, which they're almost sold out. So you're listening to the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Thanks for being on the show, Brent. I love being with you.
You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show from Radio 111, live from Palm Springs. Here's Jeff. Thanks again to Brent Hines for being on the show today. Our next guest, and I think we've got a co-star with him as well, Kyle T. Hester. Uh, He is starring in the smash hit rock musical Girlfriend. That's uh, Desert Performs. Um, It's going to be taking place from October 27th through October 30th. So you got to buy your tickets because I'm sure it's like almost sold out. Right, Kyle? Yeah, we're coming up on opening night and just, uh, wow, it's tomorrow. It came up fast. <laughs> so uh, the website is desartperforms.org, D-E-Z-A-R-T performs.org. So tell us about this story, and um, who do you have with you? I've got uh, Eddie Bona, who is my uh, the only other member of the cast. It's just a two-person musical. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, uh, the show is about, uh, well, I play, I play, uh, Mike, who is a, uh, sort of, uh, valedictorian jock, high school, popular guy. We both just graduated from high school and Eddie plays. Yeah, I play Will. He's kind of the social outcast. So kind of the opposite of Mike. Um, but throughout the show, we meet each other, uh, fall in love and kind of, um, pass on you know stuff to each other to help us discover ourselves in the in that time right after high school it's a coming out coming of age musical set to the best of the 90s (laughs) and and so obviously you got you both sing oh yeah sing and move around (laughs) and dance did you guys know each other before the show Oh yes, we've we've known each other for some time because uh, we're married, actually. So. <laughs> oh, you are! Oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you know, uh, hopefully one day I'll get a ring on my finger, like Beyonce said. You know. <laughs> so, um, so tell us a little bit more about the character development in the show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's really a show about it, it's about coming out, but it's it's really about for each of these characters, I think, which is why it's so relatable, because it's about um, when you're when you're that young and you've had people telling you who to be your whole life and all of a sudden you're thrust out into the world and you have all these possibilities in front of you and all of a sudden you're allowed to say who you are and what you want and how scary that can be and how new it can be so i think that's at least my character's uh arc through the throughout the play yeah it's interesting kyle's character has been told a lot what to be and my character no one has guided him or told him what to be so they're kind of a yin and yang Uh, and through the course of the play i think they rub off on each other a little bit in ways that help them uh start to move forward when was this originally written it's a book by todd almond Mm-hmm. And, and music by Matthew Sweet. Um, so it's based on all the music is from uh, Matthew Sweet's album Girlfriend, which was released in, I want to say, 93. Yeah, 92. 93. Um, but this musical actually, I think, debuted or premiered at uh, Berkeley Rep, uh, I think, in 2015 or 2016. So it's only a few years old. It's fairly new. But it's great having that retro feel to it and, and kind of doing a flashback to what it was like coming out and all that during that period of time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. This it's, was before Ellen, before Will and Grace. You know, mm-hmm. it was a really different time um, for young people coming out then. And it's set in, you know, very a very small town in Nebraska. So it's 
it's like a totally different experience than now. But I think something that a lot of people still really str- can struggle with depending on where you are, you know. Yeah, you know, and I always say I'm so fortunate living in California. We've got so many protections for LGBTQ people. Um, You know, a lot of people here who are born and raised in California didn't have the coming out like people in other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that what's what's really interesting about this show is that even though uh, the characters, we find such joy in each other and the release of being who we want to be with one another there the the dangerousness of the time and the place of small rural america in the early 90s is very present like it it rears its ugly head a couple times throughout the show and it's about us sort of like pushing past it and defying defying that that ugliness and what age are the characters in the show we both just graduated high school so we're we're 17 18, 18 yeah wow God, yeah. to, to go back to that time period. I don't even think I remember <laughs> most of it. <laughs> but, no you know, a glorious time. So if you want tickets, uh, again, it's uh, Kyle T. Hester and Eddie Vona. Is that how you say it? Vona. Vona. Yeah. Vona. Um, this is the smash hit rock musical Girlfriend. You can get tickets at desartperforms.org. Uh, any last thoughts? No, I just hope everyone uh, enjoys coming back to live theater. It's been such a long time since we've been able to gather and safely gather, I have to, I have to add. And so it's, it's great to be doing live shows again. And so is there any restrictions? Do people have to show proof of vax and all that? Yeah, proof of vaccination is required. It is also, it's an outdoor uh, amphitheater space. So, you know, that is also a very safe environment to be in. So again, tickets are still available. Go see this show. I've heard it's fantastic. Premieres tomorrow night. Desart Performs. That's D-E-Z-A-R-T Performs.org. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thanks Thank so much you. for having us. My pleasure. If you want more information about all the incredible programs on Radio 111, go to Radio111.com. And you've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111.